So you're going through a divorce and you think your life is ending. Don't worry, I've been there. And so has my friend, Jessica. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the hilarious, the cruel. The crying moments. The crying moments (laughs) and everything in between. Because we did it alone and we don't want you to feel alone. No. So first of all, Jessica, when did you meet your first husband? Um... 18, right off that high school. When did you meet him? I met him at tw- ooh, 19. His sister was my roommate in college. Met mine while at my first job. Actually, second job. I was waiting tables no at way. Olive Garden. At Olive Garden? Oh, I love Olive Garden. I mean, I did. It's too much food now. It's like that food is, when you know how it's made, you don't go back. Oh, dear. That don't tell me that. Stop. That was also several years ago. <laughs> Things have probably changed now. I, I mean, love their Alfredo dipping sauce with breadsticks. So does John, yes. It's I like love their salad. I can thing. do the salad. I can't do any of the other food. <laughs> so I met him at I met him at 18, right outside of I had just graduated high school. And how long did you guys date? Ooh. Do you actually remember that? I do. How long did you date? Um, we dated a year before we got married. Okay, well, you're better off than me, because I actually didn't. I ended up dating him, I was pregnant within about three or four months. Really? And how did that, did that, like, rock your world? Were you, it rocked like, my world, because I just I'm got, stuck with this person, or were you I didn't grateful? tell him. Oh, you didn't tell him? I waited that out, because it was too soon to actually tell him, and I thought, if I tell him, he's going to run away anyway, so I'll just How long it. did you wait? Uh, probably four Four months. Wow. I mean, you're very skinny. Did you hide that well? I did. Because I was just outside of high school and living with a roommate. And I didn't have a lot of money to eat. (laughs) And you get tired of Olive Garden after a while every day. (gasps) So how did you meet your first husband? So his sister was my roommate in college. Okay. I actually had a high school boyfriend that I was madly in love with, but... Um, Were you even looking? Were no. you dating at that no, guy at the time? No, because I was so focused on my high school boyfriend that that's all I saw. I wanted to marry him. Like, I was all in. We'd been together. Writing his last name with yours? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. practicing my name. Practicing like, my name. Oh, this looks good. I like this. Right. <laughs> and then... Um, he noticed me first. And Where? At our apartment. So randomly, my boyfriend came from Colorado to visit me at college. And my ex-husband showed up with his cousin. And we all watched a movie in our apartment. With the old, with the boy that you were like, oh, head over heels in love yeah. with there? I didn't even notice my ex-husband, to be honest. That's an awkward situation. And um, then he just started randomly showing up around dinner time every day. Were you making dinner, or did uh, he yeah, bring... like because you eat. I, I mean, I mean, it was like rice aroni. <laughs> I mean, mine was like takeout from Taco Bell. Really loved it, but and so he would show up magically around dinner time, and he was just kind of always around all of a sudden. And then we had a class together, and one oh day gosh. we, like, worked on a project together, and then it just, like... But was your roommate okay with the fact that you're now dating family? So that was an issue, because we were best friends. 
Oh. And he had dated one of her best friends before and it went sour and they broke up and stopped being friends. So he promised her he would never date one of her friends again. And so then he had to go to her and say, I know she's your roommate, but I really like her. And she was like, what are you smoking? She's in love with this guy in Colorado. The one that was sitting there watching the movies with you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. And um, this is actually a very funny story. Um, So my boyfriend and I in Colorado decided to, like, date other people and just see if it was, like, real or not. You went on a break. So we were on a break, um, and I went on a few dates with my ex-husband, and then my boyfriend decided to come visit me. And he and I pulled up into the parking lot, and lo and behold, my ex-husband's there. And he walks right up to him, and he says, hi, nice to meet you. And I, my stomach dropped. I was like, is he going to tell him we've been dating? Like, Oh, my, did he know who he was? No. He just thought it was somebody that came to visit you. I was like, that's my roommate's brother. <laughs> oh, I never my God. told him, but we were on a break. But I didn't want to, I mean, my my typical type is a football player. Right. So a football that. player compared to, he was smaller back then. Like, he would have eaten him for dinner. Right, because the football, so does that mean that you were, like, into sports, like football when you were growing up? Mm-hmm. Well, I was a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader. <laughs> it's a cheerleader I loved thing. every second I loved of every it. second. It is a sport. I know everybody says it's not cheerleading support. It totally do you know that it is the highest injury sport in yes. all of the sports? I argue with the kids about it all the time. I'm like, it is a sport. You try to do some of the stuff that you have to do. So that's what's, I mean, that was the thing is I was always used to football players. Me too. That's all I Because after I, I did dated. cheerleading, I did sports medicine because I had to be close to them. Yeah. That's all I ever dated was football players and athletes. And then. Was the boy from Colorado was. A football player? Oh, yeah. He went and played college football. Oh, okay. See. For UNC. Oh, that's a problem. But that's... I know. But still. I mean, it was a big deal. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. And And you chose the little guy over the... And so, um, what is ironic is from the very beginning, I never considered him an option to be married to because (laughs) he wasn't my type. So I was completely honest about everything. Well, I mean, completely, like, just like, oh, I've done this, I've done that, and da, da, da. I had no secrets. And he still chose to like me. And it shocked me to my core. Like, how can you like me? But he opened up this world to me that I, my family travels. That's their thing. Yeah. His family has boats, snowmobiles, four-wheelers. You oh, know, they're, they're rugged. And so, literally, he took me snowmobiling on our second date. And he pointed to the throttle and he said, this is the gas. This is the brake. Don't use the brake. And he <gasps> took off. Did you not use the brake? Um, You're right. I did not use the brake. I ran straight into a tree. I went ski. Wow. And you survived, <laughs> you survived that. I mean, I bailed before the, it hit the tree. How much snow did you eat? I know, right? I went skiing, and I tell you what, I sucked at it and went down the bunny slope, and kids were passing me on 
And I literally was cursing every single one. To get back up, I took that string, whatever the rope is that you got Oh, take yeah, out. the pole line? Yeah, and I fell down. And literally, it drugged me all the way up. And I was like... <laughs> Screaming to every kid that passed me by, laughing at me. I literally was on my side. All my skis were grabbing all the snow. By the time I got to the top, I was so angry. I threw the skis. That was the last time I skied. Did you walk down? Walk down where? No, I fell down there. I mean, you I, like tumbled down all the, the way down. And the kids were passing me on those snowboards, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I look like a fool. <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, I mean, I have such a thing for kids. Yeah, no, kids nowadays, it's just like. They were just tough. They make me feel so bad because it was like swerving in and out and they're on those little boards and my skis have... They make it look easy. They make it look easy. That bunny slope's dangerous. Watch out. You fall down. Right? Bunny slope will eat you alive. I know. Ski, I, I would never get on a... No. You're never. like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm done. No snow. I'm, at this point, it's like... Snowmobiles are fun. They have a motor. I mean, they have a motor, but... It, I really it, like going fast. Like a jet ski? Yeah. But on snow. Yeah. I think you would like it. I do jet skis. I can handle jet skis. But I don't swim, so it's probably better to stick with the snow. You don't swim? No, I can't oh, swim. Oh, that is a whole nother issue we need to do. Yeah, that's, a, that's my brother's fault. But, you know, I still give him grief about it. But, so he wasn't your type and he, looked, and he kept coming after you. And he introduced me to this world that I never knew. And I took But your parents to- traveled. Yeah, so you we, just didn't experience anything while you were traveling. Well, like we would go to Europe for the summer. I mean, it sounds like, like such a sad life. Like, I know. I went to Europe for the summer, and I was like, oh. and I like, was lucky if I actually got to go to camp for one summer. <laughs> for summer, I was like picking and flowers in a field. Yeah, my parents' idea of a vacation was like going to New York City and staying in the plaza. Mm, mine was um, little, go to work with me and no, in fact, work. <laughs> you know, the plaza in Home Alone. There's no pool in the plaza, by the that way. That place is so much smaller. That, I've been there. And the plaza, the restaurant in there and everything, like, they make it look so big. Mm-hmm. And that movie, that place so is so fake. No. It ruined, I was like, where's the pool? And there's like, right. oh, that was fake. And I, I was like, I don't want to It's like there. so small. It's like, yeah. no. It's nothing like in the movie. So he introduced me to this world. And I was just like, this guy's fun like we went on fun dates like oh that's fun like we went snowmobiling and we would go um to moab and go off-roading and jeeping and like it was just new experiences and i loved it and he finally one day turned to me and he said hey it's me or him choose oh wow okay and at that point like we were living in different states my boyfriend and i well, my ex-boyfriend and I. Colorado boy. Yeah. And. I mean, y'all were on a break. It just, I could see it wasn't going to work. And it, as sad as it, I mean, I mourned that relationship for a while. But while in a new relationship. In the new relationship. And it wasn't all peaches and cream from the beginning. like. No. But it was fun. Yeah, because it was like the fun overtook the bad. It was like I had carbonation in my blood every single time I was around him. Like, I was excited. Like, he would show up randomly with cold stone and just be like, I was thinking of you and thought you'd want ice cream. Like, thoughtfulness. But at the same time, you did want ice cream because you were mourning the loss of your <laughs> Normal girls do. Yeah, I was eating my emotions. But, <laughs> Thanks um, for bringing me something to help me get through this breakup. 
we were spontaneous. Like, we would just start driving and end up somewhere and just, we... That sounds like a kidnapping kind of date. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) You're into that. Now that you mentioned that. It sounds kind of... Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah, we were married within a year. And so, we got married in 2001. We had three boys who are now 17, 14, and 12. They're the apples of my eye most days. Most days. But um, after 17 years, he left me for another woman. Isn't that how it always is, though? Somebody's always got to cheat. It's like it's never like cut and dry. We've lost feelings for each other. Let's walk away. Somebody always ends up screwing it up. You know, it was always the man. For me, it was the lack of respect because everyone knew but me. And that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing when you kind of just don't see it coming. And it's embarrassing that other people know and you don't because they're looking at you like, I know what he's doing behind your back. It's like girl code means nothing. And I'm not that girl. I will tell any girl. But would you have told anybody? Yeah, but would you have before? Before it happened to you, I don't think I would have. But I don't think that they would believe me. I think women like to give the benefit of the doubt more times than not. Because they don't see it coming. And they don't want to see it coming. And you don't want to believe that it's actually happening. Because here you have your best friend that you've been with most of your life. That you've built this family with. That you've built this trust and friendship with. That you feel like is perfectly fine. You don't want to feel like your whole life... And then, yeah, and it you, like you failed. That's the biggest thing. You don't want to feel like you failed. That has been my hardest thing, and it makes me teary. But I feel like I failed my kids. But you didn't, because you know how you didn't fail them is because they're still here, and you're still there, physically and mentally for them. Because I felt like I'd let mine down, mm-hmm. but then I always felt like I did them a service. I mean, I remember holding each of them in my arms right after they were born, thinking, I'm never going to let anything bad happen to you. And all that has come is trauma and drama and pain. And it's never the life that I had envisioned with this best friend of mine who was just pretending to be a best friend. I mean, I promised the same thing to my kids, but then I took them home from the hospital and... I questioned whether or not I really wanted to give them everything in the world. You keep crying, and then it's like, you know, it was tough. So how long were you married? I could remember. Um, I got married after, and I didn't want to, but we got... Why didn't you want to? Because my parents was... that My example of a marriage was my parents, and it was terrible. My father and mother were not a good marriage. My father had terrible history of doing terrible things to his children. Mm-hmm. And I watched, he, I was beat. I was, I was, I lived through mo- being molested and beat 18 years straight. I mean, it was bad. And my mother stayed with him. He never beat her. He just beat us. He and never, she let them. She was very aware of it. She watched it. She would bring me p- dark pantyhose to wear to school to cover up the bruises. Why didn't she stop it? Um, I don't know. I think she was just scared, didn't want to leave, didn't think she could go anywhere. 
And I never wanted to get married, so I would have to get divorced. That was my thing. Is I just figured I everything would end in divorce. Mm-hmm. So why get divorced? I, she never... She waited until after everybody moved out to finally get divorced. And it was because she was cheated on. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want to get married so that that way, if it was rocky, I could get out. So that's so ironic because I'm the very first divorce in all of our generations. So when we were interviewing lawyers, my mom said to him, you don't understand. This is the first divorce we've had in the whole family. And you're shunned by the family. And it has hurt all of us. And the pain that she gave me that day, like I had let the whole family down, all right. the generations. Divorce was never even an option in my mind. See, and it's, you don't go into it thinking you're going to get divorced. Except for me. I went into it thinking, what if I get divorced? Do you feel like that in your marriage now? No, he's not going. He stands to lose more if he gets rid of me. I'm older and wiser now. I know how to make sure I get all that I want out of that <laughs> He's if he afraid leaves, of you. <laughs> he's afraid. At this point, he'll make happy wife, happy life. is every. It should be written on the windows and mirrors. No, I'm not afraid now because if he leaves, he gives... It's better just to put up with a fight for me than to sit there and lose half of your life for the rest of your life. Because mm-hmm. my family lives forever and I'm going to live forever and I'll just taunt him for the rest of his life. But no, it's better because it does take a little bit. But I, did, I didn't want to get married to him either. Really? I didn't. He had to drag me. Did you have a big wedding? I had Justice of the Peace wedding both times. No the first way. time I had... As I got married after my second child was born. So I kept him away, like kept the marriage away until 1996 when my second one was born. And in that one, it was finally like, you know what it was? It was insurance. I had to get insurance for myself because I was now had two kids and things were like crazy. Yeah. And after two kids, your body isn't the same. Right. Somehow or another, you need to see a doctor often. Nothing ever works the same after that. Ever. Ever. And it's not like, at that point, it was like just to get skin cream to cover up all the stretch marks that kids <laughs> had given me. I can't see a doctor pay for this visit. But it I was so bad. back then, it was the Strivectin, like VC or DC cream, and it was $150. It was a, yeah, but then the visit to see the doctor just to have him say, here's the cream, was like $150. Mm-hmm. So it was like, finally, it was like, okay, insurance purposes. Okay, I'll get married. I got married in a, in a denim shirt, black pair of leggings, oh baby in arms. My toddler, my because they were 17 months apart, I had a 17-month-old running around the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And we asked two people, not knowing we needed witnesses, because that's how young and naive I was. Uh-huh. Two people who were waiting to get married, whose family didn't show up to be witnesses, Two complete strangers were witnesses to ours, and we shared the courtroom at the same time. Look at you. It was like, okay, we'll do this together. I don't even know who you are. Never talked to him after that. Signed each other's papers as witnesses and walked, went home and had fast food for dinner and fed screaming babies and went to sleep. <laughs> there was no <laughs> no honeymoon. No, you're getting lucky tonight. No, you're lucky tonight is that I don't sit there and leave a baby in the bed to pee on you instead of me. It's like, <laughs> God, it was bad. But I mean. 
So I was the complete opposite. I you had, had a, big like wedding? a Cinderella wedding. See, I always like, wanted that. I had a long train that was like 15 feet long. Oh my god. I had a gorgeous, gorgeous dress. And then it was like the whole pictures, the luncheon, the reception, the honeymoon, like it was like your fairy tale wedding. But I remember I woke up the very next day and I thought, it's over. Like everything I it dreamed is. about. There's no more courting. There's no more like special. It was just over. Like for me. Like I almost felt a little depressed. Like, I was sad. I was like, mm, well. Like I did it. Yeah. It's over. It's done. Now what? I mean, you're right. Because at your point, you didn't have kids. I had kids. So it was just back to normal everyday life. But it was like, it wasn't special. But yours, it was special. You had your special day, and then it was just, like, scary. Because, I mean, I wouldn't know where to go from there. At that point, it's, like... It was special. I remember special moments of him just, like, grabbing my hand and kissing my hand. Yeah, it's like the dating Just being over. like, I love you. And he was so thoughtful. And, and that changed. I felt like anything that was done after that was because he felt like he had to because he was my spouse. Mm-hmm. Like before, it was like you did that. He because, wanted to. Yeah. Now it's like you have to be kind. You have to, because you're afraid if I leave, I'll take all your money. <laughs> but we didn't have any money, so he was just afraid you're like, if I you, left. You can take half my yeah, debt. Right. You, you can take half the kids. How about that? You just this one's yours. The devilish one is all you. So how many kids did you have together? We had four together, but one of them is when we took a break. We split for a little mm-hmm. bit and took a break. But I thought the first, there were several years that it was, it was rocky. Like after, when you first got married, after the honeymoon, mm-hmm. you go home, you're working, you're just mm-hmm. normal life and that's it. I was a stay at home because I had two kids and he worked, I mean, he was the sheriff's department, so he worked all the time. Mm-hmm. Never saw him. He worked overtime and so that we lived in an itty bitty apartment. It was like terrible stuff. But we were happy, even though it was like bad times. We had nothing, but it was still happy because we had each other. Had each other, and it wasn't always bad. It started out like you know what we can make it through this, and we can make it through that. And I think that's been the hardest thing for me because it wasn't all bad. I had many years of happiness, and I thought we were in it. For the long haul. For the long haul, that we could make it through anything because we had been through so much together. Did you ever have a prenup? No. Did it even come to your mind to get one? No. Never came to my mind to get one. I mean, I don't even think I even knew what the word was until my second, until I got married now. But it's like, you never had to worry about it because I always feel like people who get prenups, they're getting them because They're they're planning on like, this is going to end. Like, this is possibility even. If it's not like you're planning it, it's like... In case, that's like putting a jinx on them. So I would have thought, like, maybe you had a prenup and you kind of... But you never thought. No. So up until divorce was never an option in my mind. You never thought it would be because you were, like, buddies best. I mean, after you got married, did you guys travel or just... How was life after marriage? After the wedding? Life after getting married? It was fun still because we were still in college. Oh, okay. And so it was our last year of college. So we were still doing... The Moab, the Lake Powell, the water skiing, the, you know, s- snowmobiling, you know. Is we- it hard being married and going to college at the same time? 
Is it a different life than it is like? It wasn't for me. It wasn't a hard transition, but I was very focused. Okay. Um, I think I told you I graduated in three years instead of four. That's right. It was fast. And so it was like I was focused on my studies. And, of course, my relationship mattered, but my studies came first. But it was for him as well. Yes. So you were both focused on school, so it wasn't like it was a rift. No. Like, we would sit at the same table doing different homework, you know, but we were still in proximity of each other. And And you're still getting along. See, I felt abandoned most of the time because... My ex-husband was also a Marine. Mm-hmm. He was in the Marine Corps, so he was getting sent away for weeks at a time. And it was like, I always just felt alone. Because if it wasn't the Marine Corps that had him, it was work that had him. So, my ex was in the Army. Um, he's a dentist, so he used the Army to pay for his years of dental school. Right. That's what so, my ex-husband used the Marine Corps to pay for school. Literally... Tyler was four, Talon was one, and Trevin was like eight days old, and he left and went to boot camp for six weeks. Left me literally at a house with boxes and said, okay, I have to go now, bye. And you can't tell them that they can't. No. We had no money. I had a brand new baby. I had a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And no friends, never lived there before. And this was where? Completely, Colorado Springs, completely on my own. And I unpacked every single box. I'm a little OCD about that. I like to be moved in within 24 hours. I like to be moved in quick because I like to feel like I've actually got a A living space, a home. Mm -hmm. And things were so good. Like, although... When Ty was 15 months old, I found out he had cheated on me for the first time. Mm. And I also found out that he had a pornography addiction that he didn't tell me about. Mm-hmm. And it was a severe one, like one that he had to go to therapy to try to break, and he couldn't. I mean, at least he saw the problem and went to therapy. My sister's husband was like that. And... So, I don't know if you know much about it, but pornography actually rewires your brain. It's like cocaine for your brain. And it's as addictive as cocaine. And so, once you're in it, you can't get out of it. But you also have um, erectile issues. Wow. Because your brain is programmed to pornography and not to a real person. So, it's got to be more of a... It's like a screen kind of thing. You got to be able to see it on a You don't. Okay. Reality. It's the it's so so reality mix. We weren't having sex a lot. But because, you had the kids anyway. Yeah. But he was either cheating or doing pornography so, and never giving me the attention. So I felt ugly, worthless, not enough, not pretty enough, not oh, yeah. funny enough, not smart enough. Not enough in so many ways that I couldn't even please my own husband. But you didn't, did you, how long did it take you to find out about it? Well, I found out about it when Ty was 15 months old. You had been married how long at that point? Um, About, what, a year and a half, two years? And you stuck around? I did because we had a son. Okay, I get that. That makes sense. I mean... Mine, 
would not, I mean, mine was not, he never cheated. He just was never there. And it was just, I needed him to be present. But I never did trust the fact when he started working at the sheriff's department. Because mm-hmm. that's when it was like, people would, I don't know, he was different. It was different, but I just lived through it because I had the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do as a mom. You, you do suck it. it up. You suck it up because, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom. Which I was. Because the fear of getting out there, the world's Having no money. You. Having no money, not being able to work, and then where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. It's so scary to, be to the, think yeah, about leaving. You're going to be on your own with these kids, and mm-hmm. kids are not easy to do alone. Well, and they're expensive. You have grocery bills, you have sports bills, you have school bills, you have school supplies, you have clothes, you have shoes they're growing out of. I mean, kids are expensive. But stick around for he swore to me it was he over. would never do it again. And that was a lie. So that's the first time. How many times total did you have to suck it up and make it through? That I know of? Yeah. Eight. Holy cow. Okay, eight is a... That's a high number. That's like... Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. But he never stopped his porn addiction. I guess it's like you said. It's like something you can't stop. You can't... He even went to a urologist because he's like, dude, there's something wrong here. Wow. And the urologist said... I've noticed this in kids your age. Kids your age. I mean, he was an old man. Right. He's like, do you happen to watch a lot of porn? And he said, Wow, he already Yeah, I did. And he said, it causes erectile dysfunction. The only way that you can get aroused is through porn now. That's so weird that it rewires. I don't know. My sister's husband was like that. I never had to worry about that because, I mean... But imagine was, your own husband not wanting to have sex with no, you. No, that I could not. I couldn't because then I would know red flags. And you're right. You feel worthless. But then it's like, do you start planning? You feel worthless. You try. See, eight times you would think by some point you're like, okay, enough's enough. I mean, usually I would have thought I had by three third. kids. I'm I know. a stay-at-home mom. But did you start thinking of an out? Like just in case. Like, okay, this has happened. I'm going to give them another chance. Granted, every time you said, I'll give him another chance. But at some point, you had to be like, I need a contingency plan. So, my contingency plan was to get my littlest to be 18. Wow. You were going to wait that long. I was because I felt like it was important for my kids to have a family. I felt like it was important for them to have a mom and a dad that were present. Right. And I didn't want to take away the childhood dream from them. Yeah, I get that. That's that's probably... I mean, I didn't want to take it away from mine. Because we were just starting to get to where it was... where we Like, even though the poor times, the poor married life, little houses, the, you know, little apartments, it was... We started to do better. Financially, we were doing better. And it was like, I didn't want... My, I mean, I didn't want them to lose their dad, but I also liked the fact that at some points, because I was so exhausted from working and because mm-hmm. I worked during my first marriage. I didn't stay at home. And I worked a lot. So it was like nice to have the break. Sometimes it was like nobody else is going to take these three kids and give me five minutes to nap. And Oh, five minutes to nap. I mean, <laughs> I mean okay, we say five minutes to nap. Usually it's like you're asleep and you're working. 
My kids are always like, Mom, every time we sit down to watch a TV show, you just fall asleep. I'm they like, say it's, I, I am sorry. I am working. I'm a single mom. I'm doing it all. I know. I'm trying. It's so bad. Mom would be like, did you even remember that movie? It was like, oh. I'm like, just yeah. a second. Let me plot some cliff notes. I mean, at this point, I was like, I would always just kind of cover my eyes like I had a headache or something. Close them. And, so that way I could sleep while watching it. I'd be like, okay. Wake up. Somebody would scream. Mm-hmm. But I was so exhausted. I set my kitchen on fire one time after when I was single and taking care of three kids from working so much, exhausted, fell asleep, boiling bottles on the stove and nipples oh. and pacifiers. I was boiling to sanitize them, uh-huh. fell asleep and smelled something that woke me up and my entire kitchen was engulfed in flames. Oh my gosh. Did the fire department come? Nick did. And it was like, the fire department's here. Any good looking guys? Because I'm single right now. <laughs> It was like checking all out. You're like, yeah, my house is on fire. Wait a second, can Um, I take that glove off? Do you have a ring? I know. Oh, you're really nice. You're helping me through. You know, savor. It's like coming in to save the day. So ironically, was like, I'm sure I'll see you again sometime. How long was it? It must have been about six months after my ex and I split. I caught our apartment on fire. See, it happens. Mine was probably about three months after. I think a fire is expected if you're a single mom. If you haven't had your first fire in your house yet, it's coming. It's coming. Make sure every battery's turned on. Like, seriously, don't even light don't candles. Even, don't even light candles. It's there like, is nothing. It's going to happen. And then my water heater exploded. Oh, my god! And I got flooded. It was like one thing. So that was like, is that cute fireman back here in the house to help me with this one? It's only been a month or two. He's got to still be on the job. And, you know, that I think has been one of the hardest things for me is realizing I have to be mom and dad. There's no one else that's going to help But when you were fix. married, was he did good dad? See, mine was there a lot, but not really. Like, I would feel like he was there physically, not really mentally, emotionally. Like, he would play with the kids. Granted, he worked long hours and would get up. But I felt like he was more like, he felt like he was just babysitting. So he'd just kind of prop him in front of the TV. Or mm-hmm. He'd never really be like, I always felt like I had to be the role model of mom and dad. Always. Always. Like, even married, it was like, they spent, the kids always latch on to moms. And it's our, he always worked. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I didn't have that kind of, I mean, my parents were always working, mom and dad. So it was like, but, and I didn't even, that was my thing is, I don't even remember my mother really being around, or I remember my father, when he was around, was never a good time. And... So, I just always swore I would never have my kids live through that. I latched on and was mom and dad because he was always gone and busy. They needed to learn things. It was like, you teach them how to be, you potty train your kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I realized pretty soon after that, I was not going to have to just do potty training. I was going to, I taught my boys how to shave. I taught my boys how to wear underwear correctly. Wipe your ass correctly. Mm-hmm. It's like... Things like I get questions like at dinner, like, Mom, how many boners a day are appropriate? And I'm like, I, mean, I don't know. I you start off with man. one. You wake up at some point and somebody's always saying hello I mean, when I go in. One or two? I don't know. <laughs> Is there a right answer? Google it. Y'all have Google now. We didn't have it then, but I know. Oh gosh, thank goodness. But then that's a then how did he start watching the porn? Because that was a long time ago. Internet it really didn't start. So 
Actually, he was exposed the first time when he was 11 from his older cousin who had a playboy. And his older cousin molested him in some sort of fashion. And it stuck. It stuck. It just took once. And then he told me that he would go to slumber parties and some of his friends had VHS tapes. If anybody doesn't know, those are and, those are the old VCR tapes, right? <laughs> VCRs, Google it. That's and he one. said that six of them would sit there and watch it. And I said, I don't understand the point because I don't know. Like you guys all sit there and watch this, and then what happens? You all take turns going to the bathroom, or right? I, that's what. The, and my summer parties weren't like that. Uh, mine were not either. I mean, let I, me be very clear. I did not watch porn. Ever. I mean, it was like forever. I I mean, mean, it just wasn't my thing, I guess. And some women, it is their thing, and that's That's fine. That's fine and dandy. that's them, you know, you do you. But for me, it It, doesn't do. It wouldn't do anything for, well, I also had the, because of my father growing up, it was like, that was the last thing. That would have been traumatizing if I'd have known that was the case. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to deal with it like you would have. I would have definitely lost it. I wanted my family to work so badly. I was willing to do anything. So then when you first noticed it the first time, you confronted him about it? Uh Uh-huh. And he went to therapy. How long was therapy? It was like six weeks. He chose to do it at least, so he obviously wanted to... Because I told him I was going to leave. Because at that point, I just thought, I need to leave. But then... I looked at this cute little baby boy, and I thought, I can't take your dad from you. Right. And that's the only reason why I didn't. So you made it work. You just said, okay, I'll make it work. along the way, I thought we were the best of friends. I thought we had no secrets. I thought that... You didn't sit there, like, wondering if you were... Like, how could you not sit there and wonder the entire time if he was relapsing? Because I asked him all the time. And I said, I want you to be honest with me. If you're tempted, tell me. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you need to have some action, tell me. I will do anything to help you through this. And I thought we were a team working together against this evil. And I checked in with him all the time. Have you been tempted? Have you looked? Have you even thought about it and he's always like no 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 I'm just focused like it's not an issue it's over and do you think it consumed you to check in on him all the time like or did you finally just let it go at first but when he got into the military things started changing and I noticed weirdness Mm. and that's when it started again and um I feel like that's like, it does. It changes a lot of things. It ruined my self-esteem to the point where if your husband doesn't even want you, I would walk out in lingerie and he would laugh and be like, what are you doing? You look ridiculous. Go back and put on some pajamas. And to be denied by your husband like that. It hurts. It cuts you to your core. Right. But it was part of him controlling me. And it was part of him making me feel less than so that I'd be weak. 
I mean, you were trying to just fit what it was that he was wanting. I was trying to spice things up. I was trying to do while anything I While trying to be I a could. mom. While trying to be a mom. Trying to keep my family together. And... Putting on a smile. No, it was that, all a facade. It was a waste ever, of time. Did you ever feel like you could talk to anybody about it when you were going through it? Never. Never told anybody? I was embarrassed because my husband didn't want to have sex with me. Right. Well, yeah. Who wants to say... Who wants to say no one wants me? Well, if you have to say your husband's suddenly addicted to porn, then at that point people are like, mm, you must suck. Yeah. How bad are you I, in bed? Exactly. I felt like it reflected poorly upon yeah. me. And You're not doing your job right. That's not my weight to carry. But not I didn't you understand kids. that at the time. No. At the time, I carried it like I'm not enough. Your cross, it was like your little scarlet letter. That Did you was... go through that phase of I'm not enough? Um, I always wondered how I wasn't enough. I mean... I I'm, love that. Uh, how am I not enough? I mean... You're never going to find anybody who's going to try so hard to keep you. Of course, then again, with what my ex-husband married, second wife, there's not enough of me. She's more than enough of me. She's like four or five of me. So maybe I wasn't enough weight-wise because she's definitely enough weight-wise. Oh, gosh. She's very heavy now. She was very heavy then. So I was like, well, so maybe you don't like skinny ones. You like the big ones. Mm-hmm. That's how I wasn't enough. I didn't have enough weight. Um, I wasn't enough because I've never been skinny enough. I mean, I mean, I weigh 127 pounds. I mean, I did. I'm five six. I don't think that I would consider myself a fat person, but that's the way he categorizes me. And so, that's sad. it was always like, "Are you sure you want to eat that? Are Are you sure you want to do that?" And making me second-guess myself constantly on everything. And all I did, I I literally was like Joan Cleaver. Like, I had a stay-at-home mom. I went on every field trip with the kids. I packed lunches every single night. Their homework was done by the time he came home from work. Dinner was on the table. He'd come home, eat, and go up to his bedroom. I worked. So I didn't do that. I mean, if you got dinner, you were lucky. And if it wasn't in a can, it better be in the freezer ready to microwave. See, and I don't think I could have done everything that you did and still try to focus with everything else that was going on. I just, that's why mine was. I was so busy with being mom and working and the opposite end of you. Like, I wasn't, I didn't have time to even think about it because if I wasn't thinking about work, I was thinking about the kids. But see, in a way, that's almost better because I put my all into being a wife and a mom, and then I was told I wasn't wanted. Yeah, see, I don't, I wouldn't have been able to handle that. And so, to me, it literally almost killed me because I was like, I just put my heart, soul, energy, everything into this, and then I was told, I want someone else over you. Well, at least we now know it's like we we stuck in it. So sticking into it for the kids is every same reason I did it. So that's probably what a lot of people think. But actually, my 12-year-old tells me twice now, I'm so glad you and dad are getting divorced because you guys don't fight and there's no yelling. 
Mine were glad to get rid of their dad because they made him, they were really young. It was, he makes us watch scary movies. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's it. Makes us watch Resident Evil. And I'm like, okay. Well, one, I didn't know that was happening, but two, it was, I think they were just happy because it wasn't fighting. It was just, they could sense it. The tension. The tension. The they tension. knew it wasn't right. Everyone walked on eggshells. And that's not a true family. No, it's like a too true much. family will sit there and say anything and not worry how yeah. they're going to be judged. You just and it's supposed to be every day. Not every day is like peaches and cream and you know. So marshmallow tell me clouds. how you came to the decision to divorce. Um, I didn't. He did, and like I said, it came out of the dark. He went for military duty. Said he was. Headed out of town for military duty, and I drove him to the airport. And you know, you can't question when they say you go active, you go active. So it's like you, I don't care, you can't change that. I had no way to reach him. He said he would send me that information as a way to reach him. And I never got that either. He was gone for three months, but I drove him to the airport, dropped him off, went back home. Um, actually took that day off from work and started receiving notices literally that day. It was the electricity is going to be cut off. The water is going to be cut off. The rent's past due. I'm like, and so I'm thinking, okay, he took care of all of this before he left, but he didn't, but he did take care of emptying all of the accounts and he left me there. So he was gone. Not even he was on a plane and I was literally life was falling apart. And I didn't have any way to reach him. And he came back, and there she was, the new woman. Now, did he pay you alimony, child support, any sort of anything? I didn't file for divorce. I actually kept thinking after seeing her and realizing she was, I mean, I didn't think anything was wrong with me because I literally did everything for him and was, I mean, you couldn't get better than me. That's all I could think. You That's can't, what I thought, too. I, you can't do better than this. And I thought it was just, I think I was in denial that it was, he was going to be back. Like, I would forgive him and you'll come back and it'll be all normal. So I just never really believed it. I never filed for divorce. He did. He went and apparently I, apparently I was supposed to be served papers. I know that I filled out a petition to not do it because I didn't. I signed a letter that I had written to the judge that I didn't think we needed a divorce yet. And by law, you have to be separated for a year. Yeah. So I thought that that letter would cover it and that we would work it out because we were still communicating because the kids. And no, he went behind my back and said that it was not going to happen. And because we've been separated for a year and I had different, we had different addresses, he was able to prove it. So... He went and got the divorce finalized without me even knowing we were divorced. Wow. I didn't know we were divorced until probably six months after we were literally divorced. How did that hit you? I was shocked. I was devastated because it was like, because we're still talking and it was still friendly. And he didn't give you I the felt like up. we were, um, no, I felt like we were on an upward climb because that girl was not living with him. They were living separately. So I thought, well, mm-hmm. I can outdo her. Because she's fat and bossy, and I'm not. 
I mean, I was a Southern girl. Mm-hmm. I was cotillion. I was pageant girl. I was, you know, cheerleader. I was your Southern girl. So it was like, I knew he couldn't, she was definitely not better than me that way. And not just that, I was, a, I had your kids and I was mom all the time. You saw, I gave everything. Mm-hmm. But in his opinion, I guess he needed bigger and better because it turned out to be that what really drew him in was she started buying him things, everything he wanted. And we've still had kids that we were paying for and we didn't have all this extra money, but she was a single woman who was working with him and she had all this money that she could, she bought him what he, she bought his love. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't, I couldn't. You can't compete with that. You can't compete with money. Not when you don't have it. Not when you don't have it. And so I lost that battle. You know, what's so interesting is I thought the exact same thing when we separated. Well, he left me on Thanksgiving night. Mm. Um, he had been using my son's cell phone to call his girlfriend. And he decided on Thanksgiving that he would leave me for her. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving I mean, night. Most people are trying to decide who gets to crack the wishbone and y'all are deciding... Wow. Uh, Well, not even you. Just him. We actually, we went to this very nice Thanksgiving luncheon. Had this beautiful Thanksgiving meal. We went home. We were talking about Black Friday shopping. And then, bam. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Black Friday shopping, you were talking about it, too? And, like... Oh, we're going through the ads and stuff. It's our it's, it's our, our routine. Tradition. That's yeah. It, yeah. And that's usually ours. That's what we always did. And I thought, he'll never find better than me. He'll come back. And then... Um, I feel like they play nice for both sides during that time. Like, they're, you think that they're playing nice and you're on an upward climb. But it's not. It's like they're trying to decide which one's better than the other, and they're playing us. Mm-hmm. But you don't they're realize They're trying it. to keep someone in their yeah, corner at all they're times. they're playing both fields. Because they need someone in right. their corner. And if you're going to be bitchy this day, well, she's not going to be. And But I didn't realize I was in competition. I thought I actually won because... You it, had his kids. I had the kids. That's what I always We thought. were married. I thought the family would always win. Yeah, I thought the marriage always beat out... The mistress. But he was done. He was just done. And what I know now is that he was slowly leaving me over the years. And so when he left, he was done. When he left me, it shocked me to the core. It pulled the rug out from underneath me. Well, I mean, you were sh- planning I mean, a shopping trip at that point. And- I was flat on my face depressed. Like, so when he said it, he just did he just come out and say it after, like... Okay, it, here's the pumpkin pie, and okay, by the so way, you could go shopping alone. I'm out. Because, okay, so if we backtrack a little bit, the kids and I took a trip to Costa Rica. Um, He decided he didn't want to go. But at the same time, he said, I really think we need to install software on the kids' iPads to make sure they're not looking at anything they're not supposed to. <laughs> so I downloaded... Ironic. On all the iPads. Should we check your iPad too? And lo and behold, I'm in Costa Rica and I start getting notifications of what he's looking at. And I call him and I'm like, are you tempted? Is anything going on? No, no, everything's fine. I asked him every single day. I got notifications every day. I Did knew you tell exactly me you were getting notifications? what he's doing. No. 
So he didn't know that you knew something He was didn't going know on. I knew. And I wanted him to tell me the truth. Admit it. And he picked me up from the airport. And the boys fell asleep. And I looked at him and I said, I know everything. And I know you've been lying to me. And then he tried to lie his way out of lies, out of lies, out of lies. And I did digging and digging. And it went back, clear back to the beginning when Ty was 15 months old. See, that's the thing is, women, you you mess us up at one point. We are the best diggers. If we're going to, because when we say we're going to find something, women will find something. If we want to know something and you're not telling it, and I'm sorry, a gut feeling is something you definitely go with. You feel that, and you may not get it until you have kids. That's when your gut feeling sets in, the mom vibe. Mm-hmm. But it, it sets in. Uh, and Yeah. And it's like, you know something's up, go with it. You need to go with it. You need to think. Because if you think something's up, something's up. And mm-hmm. we will find it if it takes. I do that now. I'm really bad with it now. It's like, <laughs> if something's up, I'm going to find out what's up. I'm going to play nice and you're not even going to know, but I will find it. And that's the thing is you knew because. Because I knew. And, and then I found find, the yeah. women once I went through. And the darker it got. The worse, the more digging I did, the worse it got. And I realized what I was dealing with. But on a happier note, we have both successfully been divorced. We are alive. Yeah, alive. We made it through. I didn't think I would. I told I everyone I'm going to be the first death by divorce. I thought I told I, every doctor, right? every friend, every anyone that would listen. I said, this divorce is going to kill me. It's going to kill and me. And I literally thought it was. I was depressed a lot. I, and I never thought I'd get those kids raised. I, I never remember thought. driving down the street thinking, all I have to do is turn right and this could be over. I would think that all the time. If I just hit this guardrail hard enough. Mm-hmm. It, I don't have to deal with this anymore. And I was so miserable and so sad. And then trying to raise kids while you're so broken is it's damn terrible near impossible. Because they don't give you a chance to be sad. So you either get a chance to well, mourn. Well, you can't be sad you because can't. it's not fair to them. Right. So literally it's almost like, and then you get that. It built up and built up and you're sad and you're angry and mad and you've got, it's pent up and eventually you have to explode, but it's how you ordeal or deal. I mean, I started going to therapy. I don't think, yeah, therapy's a joke. <laughs> At the time that it was like, you just got to, no, I saw a therapist once and I was like, no, I'm never coming back. If I went therapy, I can watch Dr. Phil was on TV at that point in time. I'm sure he'll hit an episode on it. I'm pretty good with self-help books too. I mean, <laughs> Nobody reads now. It's like, yeah. Anyways, so this is what we're going to be talking about every week. Yes. Is these feelings that Different you're not stories, alone. yeah. We Here's have funny horror stories. stories, funny stories. Uh, horror stories, different oh, stories. horror stories. I'm a bad Lifetime movie. I mean, mine is, I. mine goes in all kinds of directions. It's just when you think it's getting better, it's like, it, boom. The other shoe one. drops. That you really just can't believe it happens. There's a lot of shockers. We have a lot of shockers. We do. We have a lot of shockers to share. Things that you would not expect. Things that you probably won't believe to be true. But they're so true. Because it is. if it was a movie, boy, it'd be a winner. Mm-hmm. 
And then, then I just think of who would play me. Oh, someone hot. You're beautiful. No, we're beautiful. You just can't. <laughs> that's the thing is it we were so conceited. We didn't think you'd get better than us. What actress could be better? I know. Who could Do fit you know our role? How humbled I got after he left me. Oh my gosh. I was like, I need a, the biggest Hubble check that there is. That just felt like, I actually think I got a little bit cockier. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make myself, maybe Dang. I got a little bit sluttier. I probably got a little bit sluttier. Like maybe I'm just covering up too much. So I'm to start showing. Yeah. But we hope that you listen in. Yes. We it have gets fun better. stories. There's some funny stuff. And some amazing stuff. Not just the house fires. There's I mean, other things. You wouldn't believe this. the stuff we have to say. Yeah, but just know that there's if you need to know there's hope afterwards. You can survive this. You can I survive it. You're not the only one that's sitting there thinking I can turn right in my car. Yeah, or that you're gonna you know, I'm the only one who set my kitchen on fire. Or you're a single mom that all of a sudden has to change a flat tire and you have no idea how to do it. Yeah. Or I've got to try and date again. Oh, dating gosh. stories from hell. The dating stories that we that's can get into. insane. I mean, that's enough to make anyone it come is, back. It is. Because it's, I mean, when you have to, when you're not from online history or internet history and you just go and try and start dating online. I got poor stories from that. There's literally like nothing. It's like. I can't make it up. It literally, if I made it up, I would have a book. Yeah. But why? I mean, dating in your 30s is awful. It's awful. It is just plain horrible. And horrid. with kids, it's even worse. Because I don't dare bring anyone home that I wouldn't trust around them. No. So, my kids have met two men in three years. And one of them, they immediately said, I don't like him. I cut him that night. I said... I'm sorry, my kids don't like you. It's not going to work. He was so pissed at me. Oh, my gosh. He sent me the meanest text like, you're so selfish. I'm like, I'm not selfish. My kids don't like you, period. Bye. I mean, it's not It's not even a question. It's a no-brainer. Yes, yeah, so that's the thing. Is you need, People need to know you can date afterwards and actually be selective. I mean, I'm pretty picky. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I mean. I might be single for the rest of my life. I liked the free dinners. I would go out with anybody as long as I got I did that meal. in college. I dated for food and everyone I mean, thought it was so funny. Yeah, do it again because you know what? It's eventually chicken nuggets. Don't cut it. I don't even know where to meet, guys. But so that's something that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. But please tune in again. Yes. Because it gets better and funnier. And funnier. And, and the stories. Will make you feel so much better about your yeah. own life. I swear to you. And if you your jaw doesn't like, drop. Thank God that I am not her. Right. You'll actually feel better about yourself hearing eyes. and be like, okay, my divorce isn't that bad. I know. <laughs> but most of all, we just don't want you to feel alone. Because I did it alone. I did it alone. You did it alone. And you know what? As women, we don't need to do it alone. No, you're not. And there is actually people who've been through. And understand and can be supportive and strong for you. And that's and do, who we want to yeah, be. Yeah, to let you know you can do it. And you can make it through flat tires on a highway. That's right. That's exactly right. And fires in the kitchen. And hitting a deer in my Mercedes and it took the whole front end off. See, I don't know that story. So it's like good for everybody to hear it once. I literally was like, what do I do now? <laughs> drive faster. Get I'm off. like, I don't think the Mercedes is going to drive. See? <laughs> But the fun stories of being a single mom, being a remarried mom, dating, getting through divorce. Yeah, this is just, now you just know our background. 
Yeah. So now here the fun. So now, now the fun begins. The fun will begin, and you will be shocked, shocked. and awed, and be like, laughing. I cannot believe these women. Yeah, you'll feel every emotion: shock, awe, tears, sadness, and hopefully, hopefully laughter. Hopefully laughter. If we you don't need laugh, a little laughter in life. I mean, you can't not laugh at some of the stuff that you go through. I mean, honestly, you have to. I mean, you have no other choice. It's like you either laugh or break down. And most of the time, it's not appropriate to break down right? because I have three kids around. You have to do it in a closet. Always. 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 Or a bathroom. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to talking with you again.